Hey, welcome to the Just Stick Around podcast. This is episode two. I'm your host, Zach Stillwell. And I'm Jim Stillwell. And I'm not going to make a joke this week on the front end because I didn't get any laughs. Yeah, I missed the cue on that. Sorry. <laughs> Last week. Sorry about that. <clears throat> it's all right. It's good. Um, I'm super excited. I mean, we got the first episode out, which is kind of crazy to think about. I know. It's great. It was great to see it. We are on a couple different platforms, right? Yeah. Got some good feedback and... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one thing we're going to kind of add to these podcasts is a Q and a section where, um, if any of you that are listening have questions, um, <clears throat> about what we're talking about in general, um, from the previous episode or something, we want to give you the opportunity to send those questions into us as we're recording these episodes, because we can always kind of fit in some time to answer some questions that may be practical and helpful, for you. So you can, um, direct message us on Instagram or, um, really that's probably the best way to do it is go on Instagram to our just stick around podcast account and send us some messages. If you know us personally, you can do it that way too. Um, but we want to start answering questions on here as well as talk about these different topics that the Lord's kind of put on our heart. So, you know, last week we explained what the podcast was going to be about, which is really about how to, be sustained, right? And how to run the race, how to run the marathon. And we tapped into that a little bit. Um, but what I want to talk about today, what we're going to talk about today is what prayer means to us and how it's more than just a list of needs, right? So you want to add something to that? Before we jump into our subject for today, this is kind of fun around kind of off of last week's first podcast, just stick around. Today, March 4th, we're recording this today. It's going to be released this coming Friday. March 4th marks six years to the day that we moved from the East Bay after doing House of Prayer in the East Bay for 11 years, leading that to Sacramento Wow! today, six years ago. And um, our friend Amy Knight, she texted today, um, Mom and I were out doing some stuff before we were cleaning the house. Yeah. That's just a little extra there. Um, was that like, successful? Said, Did you guys get that? That done? was very yeah. successful. Yeah, <laughs> I was thinking about it. Yeah, she put me to work, and I—it's <laughs> one of the keys to a happy marriage. Got it. That's for another podcast, yeah. <laughs> but very real. Anyhow, March fourth. Yeah. And I said, "Honey, it's been six years that we've been up here." And in light of what we were saying last week about just sticking around, how we right. didn't want to stick around, and yet. Right. We learned a lot of valuable things. As many people that are even watched last week, our, our first episode, they, they could probably relate to what it means to run a marathon pace. Right. And here we are six years in. I thought, wow, to the day, March 4th, we loaded up the U-Haul and uh, came up here to start the House of Prayer Sacramento, although at the time we didn't know it would be called the House of Prayer Sacramento. Right. But the Lord's kindness and faithfulness to us, we stuck around. Dang. And... God gave us so many great people around us that had similar vision to offer him night and day prayer. And it's just so great to think about. And it's, it, I thought today's kind of cool that we're doing this March 4th. Sorry, but I'm going to say it. We're marching forth. <laughs> I'm going to put the prophetic edge on it for those of you that love the prophetic. I really believe that we're marching forth yeah. and as many people are. And it just, the, the Lord's faithfulness yeah. without him, you're not going to stick around. That's right. So I just wanted to say that from the beginning, yeah. that I'm so grateful to him for helping me stay, stay in this. Yeah. And 
So anyway, that's what I wanted to add. Yeah, no, that's really cool to think about. And you think, and in a month from now, I think it was April 4th, we started having prayer meetings in our house on Tuesdays um, and just asking the Lord to do what he said he would do, you know, which is amazing because that's, I remember we're like, well, what are we going to do now that we're up here? Yeah. So we're going to get into (laughs) prayer for a minute, but this is really good to talk about because I I go back and I look at my calendar over years of what I was doing 10 years ago, Mm -hmm. you know. So I looked back on March 4th, and then I, I knew April 4th was the next day. We're like, we're going to get at it, Jesus. We're after yeah. night and day prayer in this region. Yeah. And so we're going to be in our house, and we're going to start doing those prayer meetings on April 4th. And even in that, I look back how much vision we had around that yeah, and how many people were coming into our living room every Tuesday night. I mean, the numbers varied, but you know, we actually we invited all of Sacramento <laughs> to come into the Stillwell living room for every Tuesday night. Yeah. And uh, and then through the midst of that, we're still like, is this going to get legs? Is this thing right. going to work, Lord? And because this kind of goes into what we're talking about today, I knew that, I mean, at the end of the day, we, we want to be faithful to the Lord and we want to obey him. That's how we grow as believers. And... At the end of the day, I knew that if my efforts in my own weakness couldn't, if if a house of prayer did not become a reality, the main thing was that I stayed in conversation with God. Right. Right? It, it, it doesn't matter what we put our hand to in life. Yeah. We're called to have union with God, and we're yeah. called to be in this conversation with Him. Right. And all the pitfalls around that, no matter we're in a house of prayer, leading a church, leading a youth group, leading a young adult ministry— you have your own business and you right. want to have a business that's kingdom minded. Everything is about union with Jesus yeah. and staying in the conversation with him. Right. And I knew if nothing came out of that, I knew how to do that. I, I knew like, I'm going to stay connected to the Lord right. and that's where success comes right. at the end of the day. So well, which that's, leads us into the prayer part. Yeah. That, well, that's your calling, right? Like I think so many times, I mean, that's everyone's calling. Yes. That's the point is, you know, we get so, I think so many people are worship and make an idol out of their calling. And it actually runs you so into the ground because you just are so tired and weary trying to figure out what is God calling me to? What is he calling me to? What is he calling me to? And, you know, I remember just someone spoke into my life that said, hey, you know, your calling is to love God with all your heart. He's like, if you are loving God and in union with him and conversation with him, he's like, you can do anything and your heart will be thriving. And when he said that to me, and this was when I was in college, and I remember being like, what is God calling me to? Is he calling me to ministry? Is he calling me to business? Is he calling me to coach or teach? Or, you know, like, I just was like, what am I supposed to do? And I'm thinking he's going to give me the answer on, you know, this is what's on your life, you know, clearly. And it wasn't about that at all. It was just about, like, your calling is to love God with all your heart and your assignment will follow suit. And because so many people are going to go do a bunch of different things. Some people may do one assignment their whole life, but most likely not. And instead of being so hooked to what's my calling and I've got to fulfill my calling because it has to do with me being a doctor or a businessman or a preacher or a teacher or a worship leader or whatever. It's like, that's not your calling. Your calling is really to know the Lord and to love him. And if that's settled in you, 
then you can go do all these assignments. And I know some people may disagree with that view on calling, but to, but sure. to me, it's like there is the Lord is calling everyone to that thing for sure. Other things to me are just assignments, which when I consider it an assignment, it helps me not hold on to it too tightly because it's not my identity. Right. The house of prayer for us is an assignment. Yeah, it's not our identity. If you pastor a church, it's an it's an assignment. If you have an if you own your own business, it's an assignment. Yeah. And we're called to pray and be intercessors. Everyone is. Yeah. Because Jesus is that. Right. He's the great. Intercessor. And we're called to be like him. Yep. Um, and so that could be a whole talk talk topic in itself. Anyway, I no, but that's really good because I've got to. on my on my notes for today. I've got uh, Hebrews seven uh, twenty four. Um, what is that? Which says this, it says, but because Jesus lives forever, he has a permanent priesthood. Therefore, he is able to save completely those who come to God through him because he always lives to intercede for them. So today I got to teach on the worth of Jesus um, to some of our school of worship students. And we were talking about this as Jesus as the great intercessor. And it just started hitting my heart really hard during during the teaching that you know, this is Jesus praying for me, for everyone, for interceding for us, is what is helping finish, or not finish, but what's the right word? It's the application of our salvation almost. Like, you know, when Jesus died, rose again, and when it ascended into the clouds, he's not sitting up there drinking coffee, waiting for the Father to say, okay, it's time for you to go. He's actually helping our salvation be worked out through interceding mm. for us. And it just started to hit me that, you know, a lot of times I think when I see something in myself that needs to change, that it's because I finally realized it. When actually it's Jesus has been interceding for me to the Father. And then the Father, I think, tells Holy Spirit to let me know about something mm. that needs to change in me. And then I go, oh my gosh, you know, let's say it's pride or something like that. Holy Spirit convicts me and goes, hey, you're kind of got some pride going on lately. I just, I'm letting you know that. And I go, oh my gosh. Well, so many times I thought that's me figuring that out when actually it's been Jesus who's been interceding for me to get my salvation to be worked out mm. in me, which is crazy because then I'm, I'm going to be his, right? Like it's, he's working it out through prayer in union with God. Like it's just an amazing yeah, thing to kind of think amazing. about. We're not prone to discover God without God. Right. We're not prone to discover things in our hearts that he is so jealous over that I come into agreement with him about. Right. Jim, you're arrogant about this. You're proud. You're hurt. You're angry. I'm just not going to see that without no. We don't want to see it, no. right? We'd rather hide from it or not deal with it. And so it's funny how even that can be prideful where I'm like, ooh, I found out what's wrong with me. <laughs> it's like, right. no, well, no, like, thank thank you, Lord, that you helped me submit to you. And, and Jesus, you're praying for me. That's what struck me. I went, you're so committed to me that you keep mm. praying for me. He's you praying are for, praying for, for me that yeah. I would love you with all my heart. And so if Jesus values prayer even post-cross, yeah, and resurrection. How much should we value prayer? Right? He's interceding. I mean, that is and yeah. it's it's just amazing to me to think about that. So it's kind of fun that that came up. Um because I put that down on our notes, but we didn't talk about that beforehand. That's so That's really good. 
Yeah, I love that scripture. I just go back to that. I'm like, wow, he's working out my faith in me through praying for me. Yeah. Um, so good. You know? So, but that's what we're talking about today. We're gonna we're talking about prayer. And um, uh, real quick before we jump into more prayer, um, I got to talk about something I ate today. That was amazing. Okay. Tell you know, me. you know the, you know um, how Morgan told us about the burrito place in the gas station. Yes, in Roseville. Morgan, our if you're a, if you're local to Roseville, you will know probably about this. But there is a Chevron gas station um, that. They have a kitchen that's open, and they're making breakfast burritos. And on Eureka and uh, uh-huh. Rocky Ridge, yeah, or right over or, there, right over there yeah. by Bloom. So I got breakfast with Wes today, and we got coffee, and then we went over there, and we were like, "Let's see what this is about, dude." That burrito is for real. It was so good. So shout out to Morgan from Traverse City, Michigan. Yes, we had to come all the way to Michigan to sell, to tell locals <laughs> about a great little burrito spot next connected to a it's Chevron. It's the first gas one station. that comes up on the Yelp. Review like if you look it up on Yelp, that's the first thing for best breakfast in Roseville. That's crazy to me. It's the I don't first think it was the best best breakfast in Roseville. Uh, yeah, I think so. Like if you Google that, it comes up, which I was shocked. So someone can check me out on that, but I'm pretty sure it's the first thing that comes up on Yelp as best breakfast option. Which because I was shocked that that's where Morgan went when he came, when he came to visit. I was shocked when I heard that. But too. I had it today, and it was fantastic. It was good. It's not my favorite, but it was good. So what kind of a burrito was it? I have to know. They had, I mean, it's just class like eggs, bacon, potatoes. I think it might have been hash browns. But then they, they had pepper jack. Um, pepper jack cheese was a game changer. Had a little, little spice to it. Not too spicy. It was great. So Very good. I'll go back. I'll go back. What's the best thing you ate this week, though? I went to the pub. Oh, yeah. I went to the pub with mom yesterday during her break from work because it's been a long time since I've been out there because we run our 21-day fast, and I yeah. was uh, abstaining from some of that delicious food, and it was amazing. Thank you for asking. Did you get the fries? Of course. Yeah. And brisket? And of course. Yeah. Yeah, fries Great. and brisket. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do these chimichurri fries, but it's so good. Anyways, you got to talk about that stuff. They should sponsor this podcast. They really should. Chevron should. (laughs) Yes. Chevron, (laughs) the local kitchen in Roseville. Oh, man. Well, let's talk more about prayer then. (laughs) All right. (laughs) So what we're going to discuss specifically about prayer today um, is how it's key for our spiritual health and longevity. So um, I kind of had a fun question for you. When was the first time, if you can think about it, that you learned about prayer? Can you remember? Yep. So I was probably 18 years old, living here in Roseville. And it's just after I came to the Lord. And I was pretty hungry for Jesus. And I knew that I had to have more than just go into a meeting once a week or something with everybody. And the pastor... It was great. He pulled me aside along with another guy and he said, Let's pray through let's pray through Psalm twenty three. Pray read yeah. the Bible. I'm eighteen years old. I don't know anything. I've got lots of shame going on. As an eighteen year old young man, I am still walking out of sinful habits. But something in my heart, the Lord was reaching for me. I'm so grateful for that, like marking me. 
it was then, 18, right about 18, 19 years old, pastor introduced me to praying through the Word of God. I also added a lot of other prayer to that, right? Because then I got connected with my dear friend of mine, Doug Scott, down in Fresno, where every morning we were doing 5 to 7 a.m. prayer meetings with those guys, which took me up. That was just a whole other world that I didn't understand, just, you know, getting together every morning early like that. So 1819 to answer your question. Yeah. Do you remember what most of your conversations with the Lord were about? Like, it doesn't need, we don't need details, but I mean, just like, I, I think that's a great question for us to ask is like, what is most of my conversations with Jesus? What is it about? You know, is because I think we're a lot of times it's just our list. Sometimes we just have our list, which our lists are good because they keep us focused and planned in prayer, which I very much believe in. Um, but you were just talking about pray reading the scripture, which is what it's like one of our favorite things to talk about around here, the house of prayer. So I'm just curious. I try to think about that now. Even I go, Lord, what am I talking to you the most about? Hmm. I'm just think it's a kind of a good thing to think about, but. Well, I mean, when you're young and you're 18, 19, you're wanting to make sure that your life counts before the Lord, right? So you're like, and you're so much, you're trying to learn. There's, you know, for me, I was like, I, I didn't understand very much at all. And so I was around people that had been walking with Jesus for a while and I admired them and I respected their walk with God. But um, in the beginning, a lot of it was, Lord, show me what you want me to do. Show me what you want, what you want me to do. But then when I got around some of these Bible verses and you start to look, I mean, at Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, which many, many people know that by memory. Right. But taking every line and praying through it addressed all these areas in my heart that I was so concerned about. But as I just spent time with God and said the word back to him and would, whatever came to my mind about that Bible verse, I would talk to him about it. And praying through that just was so valuable because what I thought I'd get through, because you could read Psalm 23 in about a minute or less, depending how fast you read. But when you stop and pause on it in every little area and you begin to think about it, talk to the Lord. Which I was going to say, you know, we talk a lot about this, but I got my list of prayers right here. Oh, that's right? awesome. I'm, a huge on, I'm huge on putting my prayers in my Bible because I've said it many times to everybody that ever hears me teach or preach um these are like battery cables to my heart Hmm. in a sense that might be the best way but i i just i need help to talk to god because some days i I come into a room like this the prayer room or i'm at home and my heart's just a, a bit dull and cold or or i'm emotionally not ready to do it or something's going on but once i see the word in front of me it engages my heart with him and in a sense takes the pressure off me. He's like, I've given you my word to talk to me about. I'm revealing myself to you in this gym. Nothing else is going to do that. I mean, yes, you can go out and take a hike. Of course, God reveals himself in nature and different ways like that, even with each other. But we have this word of God that is living in front of us. It's, as you know, when you put yourself in front of it, it's a bonfire, right? Anyway, no, that's really good. I, because it really, it soothes your heart actually, which is, I love the word soothes because a lot of times when we're coming in prayer, there's intercession, there's petition, there's meditation, 
right? There's all these different forms of prayer that we are supposed to do and called to do. Um, all of it, though, leads to understanding the heart of God more. But there's nothing like pray reading the scripture re- line by line, like you said. Um, one of the things that I love to do that I learned to do was start to write during those internships in high school that we would do in the Bay Area, the House of Prayer there. We, I would just pray, read Psalms, you know, 86 is one that I love to do. And I would just pray, read through each line. And I would actually just pick one verse and and pray, read it over and over again. You know, I think one in there is teach me your ways, O Lord, that I may live according to truth. Grant me purity of heart that I may honor you. Or it also says that I unite my heart to fear you. So I started praying that, and I would just write what came to my mind, and I could I knew what was the Lord, and I knew it was me, just by practicing being in His Word and understanding. Oh wow, He's giving me revelation of His heart for me as I'm reading His Word and praying it. And every time I do that, almost I feel better after. <laughs> Like, I feel like it sets sure. me right. Like, obviously not, it's not always mountaintop experience, but it, so pray reading the scripture, I, I just feel like, man, it was a huge game changer. It, it's like, it taught me how to instantly get connected to God, which it, it's so like, kind of like a duh. I mean, it's the word of God. If you pray the word of God, it makes sense that you would get connected, but more than just knowing the scripture when you pray it, I think it gets written on you, you know, and then it comes up in your mind throughout the day because you've been in conversation with the Lord about it. It's Proverbs 2. Right. If you seek him out, you will find the knowledge of God. And this, and so while you were just talking about that, I'm thinking who can do that? Anyone. Anybody. That's the beauty of this. You don't have to have a gift to do this. Right. You don't, need the, an, you don't need the intercessor anointing to do this. No, I rarely connect with that. Right. That's why I'm like, thank you for the word. Even when I don't want to put myself in front of it, you just said it. It's like, wow, I actually, my emotions, I feel a little bit better. Yeah, well, it's, it may, it's amazing. It, it's medicine to our soul. The word of God is, and why rely on my own ideas you know, when I can go to the word of God, and even if my heart is heavy, the scripture has verses, the Lord has verses for me that I can pray to him that actually help my heart pour out what's going on right. in me to him in a way that it, it makes it, it's under, like, I know that he hears and understands. It's really amazing. Yeah. Like Psalm 51, David is repenting. You know, if you've ever been in repentance or need to repent, you don't know how, go to Psalm 51. <laughs> Just move through that. And it's like, the Lord's so kind. He's like, I'll guide you in this. I'll give you ways to talk to me. I'll give you the words to talk to me if you just put yourself in front of it. Right. Yeah. There yeah, I've go. got Proverbs 2 down here too. Making it your treasure to seek the knowledge mm-hmm. of God. Like, prayer really is, it's, it's the key to everything. Like, I remember Mike Bickle saying, um, hearing him years ago say, if my life in God feels barren, it's because my prayer life is barren. And that was like, 
that really hit me because it took me to the, the source. God, why am I so tired? God, why do I feel burnout? God, why this? Why that? Why am I being critical of the people around me? Why am I easily agitated? Why, why all these things that come up and we are not okay with it because we know it's not, it's not okay <laughs> that we're in that spot. And the Lord just so kindly goes, well, you're not talking to me about everything. Right. We've said it, you know, I've said this before, but it's like my job as a follower of Jesus is to talk to him about everything. We get to, it's our privilege. And so not as a house of prayer guy. No, no, no. Like I said in the beginning, if the house, if the Lord says, Hey, thanks a lot for doing the house of prayer, Jim. I'm like, okay, Lord, what? I just want to obey you. But he says, then you, you stay connected to me in the place of prayer. Right. And prayer can be offensive to our, our mind because we all know this. Everybody that's listening knows that when we do pray, we don't always, we have, there's delayed answers. There's delayed resources. If, especially when we're asking God to do things, we don't get the answer. Now there's sometimes he, he answers the prayer immediately, right? And yep. it's the, the provision is there. But this is part uh, of the journey. And I think what we discover in the place of prayer, and we, we talk about a lot, this a lot there's boredom we're offended with god we want him to do more but what you just described something happens internally with us as we just keep ourselves in front of of him and in the word and um i think it was aw tozer he says god is not i'm not saying it the right way but i think aw tozer said this in one of the books i was reading he said god's not hard to live with hmm which I don't always think that way. I think, yeah. what do you want from me? What, how come I'm not doing it right? What's happening? I, I should know this better. That's a lot. You know, I should know better by now. He's not hard to live with. He's like, here, I've given you this, and, and I will help you. Talk to me. I want to talk to you. And uh, that's, a, that's a lifetime that we're in of doing that with him. Yeah. Well, because prayer is the, prayer's the vehicle to searching and finding out who God is. If you can read the Bible a lot and learn a lot about God, but prayer, I think, is what takes it from just being something that you know in your mind to something where you actually the living word is is written on your heart. Like it change, it takes it from you know from someone who's gone. I've gone and I've studied theology in college. You know, it's like I can study all these different topics and things, and it's awesome and it reveals God to me. And I love that stuff. It's really fun, but nothing reveals the heart of God to me like pray reading the scripture. There's just nothing that ushers me into it, even if it's so boring some days where I'm like, I'm not getting anything. I know if I stay committed to looking at that verse and praying it and talking with the Lord about it, that eventually it's he, show, he reveals so much more to me in the word. You know, and it's rooted in the word too. It's not my own ideas. It's not these crazy things. It's not um, something that's not biblical. It is all rooted in the word because that's where I've stayed. I've yeah. stayed in the word. And I, why? Well, I, I just want to add: you don't have to spend an hour doing it. Right. A lot of people that are listening are like, I don't have that kind of time. I don't. It must be nice to go into a house of prayer and spend your time in there. Sure. It's like you don't have to. But you can take five minutes in the word and say that back to the Lord and just simply say it. There's sometimes I just say it back to him. I don't even have anything clever. I take Ephesians 3 
I take John 3.16 and I just say it back to him and I sit with him and let him do something in me because if I'm his, and you mentioned this in the very beginning, he's praying for us. Mm-hmm. He's working in us both to will and to do according to his good pleasure, the scripture says. That means he's active in us. And as soon as we make a as soon as we make any motion or movement toward him, he's there to go, I'm here with you. That's, that's fantastic to think about. Yeah, so good. Yeah, and we're going to talk about in future episodes, you know, not hiding from him good. when we really want to. So good. The way we don't hide is really it's prayer. It's talking with him and knowing that he enjoys us and likes us and loves the sound of our voice. You know, he yeah. wants us to talk with him. It's so, so good. I love that. Excellent. Well, I mean, we can keep talking about this. You know, there's we so should. much in in prayer that we can go and talk to. Here's our question from a listener today that um, I'll have you answer right here as we get ready to end this okay. episode. Um, the question is, practically, how would you recommend someone who wants to grow their prayer life, what's a practical way for them to do it? You know, and I know we just talked kind of probably about one of the ways we would pray, read the scripture, and even if it's just for five minutes, but if there's maybe something additional to that, how would you encourage someone who's like, I really want to pray more, but I, I just, I I have little time and, but I want it to grow. You know, what would you say to them? Okay. Two things And this. I know that I think we've, we're calling this episode more than a list. Yeah. Right. Yeah. (laughs) And I, I believe in that. But for somebody that's asking that question, I would say, get a time every day. Plan a schedule, a daily time, five minutes, 10 minutes, morning, noon, or night. Mm-hmm. And write a few things down, which have a list. Yeah. Get some Bible verses in front of you. Maybe just say, I'm going to pray through Psalm 23. So it's not wrong to have a list. But we're interacting with a real person. So mm-hmm. we got to get a, get a scheduled time and write a few things down that you can talk to him about. Because then you'll feel like, I did it. Because mm-hmm. people want to feel like, I was successful at it. So I think if you're like, I have this time with the Lord, and then secondly, I have a th- four things that I'm going to talk to him about. Boom. And, and you'll feel like, well, I just I made, I made a, a giant step in prayer. That's really good. I love it. Yeah. It's, it's not just a list. It's more than a list, right? right? And I'm not going to talk to you with just a list. Right. right? I'm not going to talk to my friends with just a list. I may have a list for them, <laughs> but it's more than that. I love that. And the Lord will, his grace, ask him for grace. I would say, ask him for grace. When you think about it, just say, Lord, give me grace to talk to you more. And you'll find yourself talking to him so much more than you ever thought you could. Yeah. Um, I'll share one story and then we'll wrap it up. I remember I was trying to get up early and pray in the mornings and I just could not do it, man. I would get up every morning. I'd hit my alarm clock, turn over, go back to sleep. And I thought I got smart and I'd put my alarm clock over, you know, across the room. Cause then I got to get up out of my bed in the morning. Didn't work. Would get up, go <laughs> to my desk across the room, hit it, get back in bed. And then I realized, I remember I went, I've got to ask God to give me grace to do this. I can't do this on my own. And I started asking him for grace to do it just as often as I thought about it. And sure enough, you know, a couple months later I was getting up early and I was able to stay up and I didn't do it every single day, but it increased over time. And the Lord really helped me because he wanted to interact with me in the mornings just as much as I wanted to. Probably he wanted it more than I did. 
And so that's what I would say too, is just ask him for grace and he'll give it to you. He'll help you. And don't beat yourself up when you don't get it in on a day, but set a time, don't negotiate on it and ask the Lord to help you and your prayer life. If you establish your prayer life, the rest of your spiritual life will thrive. Guarantee, you know? Agreed. So, well, thank you guys for listening to this uh, episode. We're excited to continue um, to talk about some more things to help us be sustained in the journey of following Jesus. And like we say, just stick around. Yep. Peace out.